Okay, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start everything right now. Perfect. Here we go. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! so dumb this is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast this is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life where do you keep going um i don't know I, i'm just i'm just on the floor i'm trying to get to the computer that's what i'm trying to do okay uh so yeah this is um asinine radio uh this episode we're actually going to rank all of the mars volta records and uh we're going to get into that we're going to do that and then b- b- but before we do that we're going to do our six degrees of tom DeLong. if you don't know what that is that is where we um I don't know. Just look up the six degrees of Kevin struggling. Bacon. Struggling. It's the same struggling idea. Struggling already. This is, struggling. this is difficult for me. My name is Tyler. Jeff is right next to me. Oh. Literally oh. Four, three feet away from me. Literally. But then we also have a very special guest very from very far away, thousands of miles away, across the pond, as some people would say, all the way in England. We got Skip over here. So Yo, I'm in the future. He's gonna, That's the exciting thing. <laughs> you are. You really are. You're eight hours ahead of That's us. That's crazy. Yeah, it is almost tomorrow. I am the voice of tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> wow. That's true. So, um, so yeah, so Skip's joining us to do the rankings and then also to get into the main album, which we're doing uh, Deloused in the Comatorium. Is oh. that even how you pronounce it? Is it Deloused? How do you pronounce it, Skip? It's Deloused. I mean, I really hope that's the album we're doing because my notes otherwise are useless. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we are doing Deloused. That actually did happen once. We, we had somebody on the podcast and he did a completely different album. Oh, shit. So that didn't really work out. But, um, but yeah, anyway, episode. so yeah, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And uh, let's just get into the Ooh. six degrees of Tom DeLong. Uh, I know Jeff and I just have one each, so we'll get through this pretty quick because it's kind of fun to do. So do you want to go first, Jeff, or what? What do you want? Whatever you want to do. I can go All first. Right. You can go first. If you want me to go first, I'll go first. If you want to go first, you can go first. I'll, I'll talk first. I'll go you first. talk first. Whatever you want to do. Don't do that, please. Um, so we, have, we start with Ike Owens, the keyboardist from the Mars Volta. He was also the um, keyboardist for Jack White. Jack White did a song with Alicia Keys for the James Bond movie. What was it? Not Skyfall. Boom, the one. No, he did a. Wasn't uh, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. That's yeah, what he did. the one that wasn't the Radiohead one that got binned. Yeah. Wait, Radiohead did one? Uh, they did Spectre, and then uh, the UK Paramount decided that Radiohead weren't a big enough band to do a Bond theme, uh, so they uh. threw out Sam fucking Smith. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Sam Smith. But the Radiohead released boring. it. They released it, and it's actually amazing. And someone has done the linking up with the Quantum of Solace uh, opening <laughs> credits, and it's great. Yeah. So we have we have the the Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys was a, a, a guest or a host on The Voice. So we have that. Uh, Gwen Stefani was is also a host on it. So we go from Gwen Stefani to Warren Fitzgerald, who played guitar and played live with her a lot back in the early 2000s. Warren Fitzgerald is the guitar player for the Vandals. Josh Fries is also in the Vandals. Josh Fries to Blink because he played with Blink several times. So Beautiful. there you go. Beautiful. Very roundabout way to get to Tom DeLong. Okay. So what do you got, Jack? Mine's a lot quicker. I hope so. So the, uh, the cover art done for DeLoust 
and many, many other albums. Storm Thorgerson. Thorgerson, yes. Thorgerson. He did the cover. Um, he also did the cover art for The Offspring Splinter. Did he? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, did Splinter he? Splinter that featured... That's a terrible cover, too. It is. It's <laughs> not a great <laughs> album, <laughs> either. <laughs> no, yeah. it's their worst record. Easily their worst record. Yeah, yeah, it's their worst record. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of guest vocalists on that one, including Jim Lindbergh from Pennywise. He's on Splinter? He's on Splinter, baby. Yeah. Pennywise and Blink actually went on tour. The tour was called uh, the Good Times Tour in support of a movie, a, a surfing dock back in 95. Mm. Blink almost didn't go, though, because they had no money. They were broke. So Pennywise picked up the bill. They bought him their plane tickets. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Allowed him to go all over the world, mostly Australia and the U.S. But uh, but yeah, Pennywise on tour with Blink, and um, at the time Tom was in Blink. Go. There you go. That was yeah. two degrees, baby. That was it. That was quick. That was I mean, swift. we could have done the really easy thing and go from Omar and Cedric to Anti-Mask to Travis to Tom. But ah, yeah. I could have copped out by doing that, but I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I work that's two true. jobs. <laughs> there you go. All right, so yeah, there, there's our quick little six degrees of Tom DeLong. Let's just uh, Tom let's DeLong. jump right into the um, to the album rankings. We are including Tremulant EP into this, right, I'm Jeff? Not. Yeah, you are. So we uh, so we're gonna rank seven of the records. Uh, we'll go from worst best to the best. So uh, let's just jump right into this and let's start with Skip. Let, oh, let, let's do let's do the order. Yeah, let's, let's just solidify order the order now. of everything now. Yeah. So we'll start with Skip, then we'll go to Jeff, and then myself. Sweet. Sound good? Sounds perfect. Gotcha. Okay, so Skip, what do you got for number seven um, for the worst Mars Volta record? Cool. Go. So as you have said, there is no worst. Um, it is least best to, to best. Um, and straight off the bat, I am going to say Tremulant, uh, purely because what? it's short, wow. basically. Not because it's bad. <laughs> I love it. I, I love how it sounds... Well, it's the genesis of the band. You know, it's how they sounded live at that time. As you know, there's some great bootleg footage from around then. Um, it's just it's too short. It's three songs. You know, um, they're yeah. not they're not known for short records, <laughs> as we'll get into. Um, and in the uh, you know contrast of the pod and all, uh, best track uh, for me is Unique Provator, Um because it's amazing. I love the chorusy guitar. It's really curie. I think, and they have that mm. Curie thing where there's quite a long, I mean, it's also a Mars Volta thing, a long instrumental before any vocals come in. But it's like a sexy cure. Um, and Do I you re- think so, though? I, I don't hear the cure in there. I think it's just the guitar tone. It's not the way he's playing at all, but it's that, it's really thin. I, I'm, I'll go on and talk about Omar's guitar tone ad nauseum, I'm sure. Um, but it's just <laughs> that really thin reverb guitar is very kind of post-punk 80s it's yeah to me it's kind of that early well kind of early classic the cure so not musically as a vibe i say just a guitar tone um but yeah tremulant mm-hmm. um it's 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 a wicked wicked ep the new remaster on on spotify is amazing um that really punched it up i think uh, I'm sure we'll get into the yeah, remastering. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, it does. And it's a, it's a wonderful document of, you know, I always say they're, they're punk kids doing prog. Um, and I think Tremulant is is the kind of, antif- um, you know, not antithesis, opposite, the full, like, realisation mm-hmm. of that. It's really raw. Uh, I love it. It's just too short, you know. It's just too short. That's okay, the no, only that's, criticism. That's understandable, but, I mean, I can't believe it's seven. Like, oh. It's, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I'm here to fuck with Mars Volta fans. They are not going to like my rankings. <laughs> 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 I, 
I mean, honestly, people, most people don't like my rankings either, I'm sure. But, um, but anyway, uh, what, what do you got, Jeff, for number seven? <clears throat> well, number six, because I did include Tremulance. Oh, my God, you did, too. I, I will input don't, it, don't but it's not, it's see, not, a, it's not you, an album. When, so. you do, when you do this thing where, where you do six and we're doing seven, it gets really confusing. Then don't get confused. <laughs> You're an idiot. So number don't, six, don't or as you think, number seven, but it's really number six. Um, Octahedron. Octahedron. Okay. This okay. is uh, their fifth album, 2009. This is the most pop album that they've done so far. And uh, there's there's a lot of emphasis on vocal melodies and less on the prog stuff. And I dig it. I like it. I, I was... This one kind of surprised me because of how pop it was, how unlike Mars Volta usually is. And I like that Cedric was able to push forward and write a lot of good tunes and, and kind of carry the album by himself. Yeah, he did. And it's... Uh, it's surprisingly cool, and I'm the, like the songs are really catchy, and there's some really catchy tunes, but um, you know, I, it's all right. It's tight. It's it's, it's fine. Yeah. All right. What's your BB on that one? Uh, Copernicus. Okay, that's a solid one. Copernicus. Love his melody. The the droning organ sound, the high clean guitar, minimal percussion, and it all kind of uh, I don't know. It all it all helps Cedric deliver a really killer song. Hmm. Okay. So eh, you know, whatever's interesting stuff it's cool i mean it's uh, i guess octahedron it's it's fine being that low it's just it's 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 still good it's right? it's 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 really good and it's it's fun i just think it's a little too one-dimensional for the mars volta agreed yeah all right so my uh my number seven jeff my number seven and six is uh is is nocturnicate uh, this Ooh. one surprised me i i thought i liked this one more but after this week i don't know it just it's too loud it's a very loud record uh, just, just sonically, it's loud. Um, it's horribly mixed. It's, it's a little distracting. DeAntoni's drums are super robotic, which is it's fine for a little while, but then it's just kind of, to me, it gets a little dull after a while. But he's he is a great drummer. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Nocturnicate is my number seven best song. Is um, I, I'm probably gonna butcher the fuck out of this yeah. name, but it's M- Moloch Walker, Molich Walker. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, that's a great one. And and actually, I know they recorded this song with Thomas Pridgen originally because that recording does exist. That was leaked like, do you remember that skip like six years, seven years ago? There was that that huge leak of just like unreleased demos and oh and yeah, not not the, not the obelisk, the other one that's like two hours long that's floating around. I think yeah uh, yeah and it, yeah. It and dropped just before Nocturnicate leaked, uh, leaked, didn't it? I think I think if my timelines are correct, it's a long time ago. No. It was it was after Nocturnicate. I think it was like 2014 or something like that, or 2015. And some people speculated that it was Cedric who actually leaked all of this stuff. And then I remember Thomas Pridgen went online and said, "Oh, these are all the songs I played on from the from all the stuff." Uh, so that was kind of weird. But yeah, the, there was a version of of Mullich Walker with Thomas Pridgen on drums, and it sounds like it sounds way more Mars Volta than than what ended up being the final product with DeAntoni. But but I don't know. Nocturnicate's still sick. It's it's a great record. I dig it. So, what do you got, Skip, for number six? Number six, um, I don't think it will shock anyone here. It's, it's Octahedron. Um, uh, I think Jeff kind of covered it. Yeah, it's very stripped down. I know Omar referred to it jokingly as an acoustic record. Um, and yeah. I think what he meant there is it's less. Obviously, Ike features much less on it as well. Um but it's cool for me because that's the first time I saw them was 2009. Um, the the mm-hmm. very re- readily available uh, Tea in the Park set because um, Goliath and Cotopaxi were 
were filmed by the BBC, so they're on YouTube because uh, it was such a short set. They're, they're firing mm. on all cylinders. Cedric's vocals on Goliath in particular, uh, he absolutely slays. He goes for the high parts, which he stopped going for live. Um, you know, he just really slays it. So it's a you know, it's a nice nostalgia piece. Um, so Cotopaxi is an honourable mention because I think if you're introducing someone to the Mars Volta, um, there's not mm. a long list of sub four minute songs. Um, That's true, yeah. And I think Cotopaxi kind of did everything the Mars Volta kind of do in a very short... I think it was nominated for a Grammy, even, like, you know, as, as for Best Rock Song. Uh, I could be wrong on that. It might have been, yeah. Um, no, it, it might have been. I, I know Wax was. Wax, I know Wax was, yeah. Yeah, it was nominated in one, I think, in 2007 or 2008. Yeah, because I've got the picture of this single, because it's cool. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> but I think actual BB is uh, Luciforms, the final track. Uh, it, I okay. just love the fact that it's, there's, there's some really almost, like, Amputecture era, um, like kind of pentatonic Omar Wah noodling, which kind of is missing across that album as a whole. There's not a lot of big riffs. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it was almost a bit of a throwback to that kind of classic Mars Volta sound. Um, and it didn't, there's a lot of soundscape going on. So even though there's not a lot of actual organ, there's some nice, those mid-range frequencies are being filled. Um, and yeah, it's a yeah. really melodic record, um, you know, which I think is something that they lost for quite some time, um, which we'll go into when my rankings really piss off fans. Um, so, yeah, number six, Octahedron. Wow, okay. All right, all right, all right. So what do you got, Jeff, for your number six? <clears throat> so my number six, which is actually my number five. But it's your number six, that's fine. But I'll rank it as number six. But but it's I, your six. It's not a, yeah. My, uh, number five, six, Amputecture. Whoa you're there, fucking, Pickle. Amputecture, baby. Oh, my God, you're the fucking worst. This, uh... I don't like Cedric in this. Don't like him. Why? Is I think he's too much. Life? I think he's too much. There's a lot of him. And he doesn't let the music breathe a lot. And it's it's like in Francis, I and mean, that's all the fucking music does is breathe. But here <laughs> it's it's like it, it just can't breathe. But I get it. I understand you can't follow Francis with another Francis. That just would be silly. So I get what they were trying to do. I get why he's he's opening his mouth so much, but I just, I can't, I don't know. I just, I can't do it. And it was hard for me not to put this as my bottom. Oh, you're Whoa. so It was. It was really hard not to put this as my bottom. They're unbelievable. But I think, I, I, I mean, the music's there. The music's there. It's just, it's just Cedric's kind of, this is too much Cedric. Too much Cedric. Wow. I don't DMC. think there's, I don't think DMC. you can get too much Cedric. I mean, he's just been... But f- my, um, <laughs> my, my favorite song is Day of the Baphomets. Oh, there's, yeah. Uh, that's, be- that's the best. There's, yeah. there's just some really rad pacing changes, and, it's, and they're really abrupt. They're just, they, they don't make any sense, and it's weird. And about halfway through is, is, like, is like the best part. John, and, John, John E. Wan are doing this staccato thing, and then Omar is just being Omar. And there's a lot of this like, sound manipulation stuff mixed with feedback and the slow solo. And it's, oh, dude, it just rips, and it leads right back into the song. It's just such a perfect, like, I don't know, a perfect minute and a half, two minutes, and... It's yeah. good. It's really good. It's amazing. It's a Makes truly amazing song. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Why you giggle? But then it leads because it leads back into Cedric, and it's like, oh god, like, that's that's the journey you took. Are, are you complaining that the singer is singing? Is that your problem? The singer's doing his job. <laughs> He's singing. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes the best part about singing is when you don't sing, <sighs> like Omar's backing vocals. Jeff, <laughs> 
You're oh, lucky amputation wasn't my last, okay? <laughs> okay, buddy boy. Oh. I'm still not lucky that it's your second last. Okay. We're all lucky Jesus. just to be here. <laughs> oh, my God. Throwing abuse at each <laughs> not, other. It is what it is. Live, laugh, no, love. No. <laughs> no. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Oh, he's back. Fucking science, worse. So, you know. Oh, God. Okay. Um, my, uh, my number six is octahedron. This one, um, I mean, you guys already touched upon it so much. It's just, it's way quieter. It's way softer. It's... Um, not nearly as dynamic for the most part, but it's still solid. And I do remember when it came out, I was just, I remember being disappointed, just very, very disappointed. Uh, just was not expecting it. Even though Omar said that it's like the acoustic record, I just didn't believe him because he's kind of, you know, he's, he's Omar. Omar. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's annoying. But um, so yeah, Octahedron is my number six. Best song is Desperate Graves. I I think that is. One of the catchiest songs on the record. Oh. It's it's heavy. It's one of the heavier ones. It starts off with the chimes, and the chimes sound so cool. So yeah, I'm I'm using my hand, Jeff, to do that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. But, I, can, um, I can see you. No, in my yeah. Mind's so Desperate eye. Graves, Octahedron. That's what I got for number six. So uh, what do you got for number five, Skip? Go. Number five. Okay, so uh, it's Nocturniquet uh, or Nocturnique, <laughs> if you prefer. Um, I'm open. Um, so. Okay. Yep, um, I would say, much as you touched upon, uh, it's a huge victim of the loudness war. It's a very rushed recording. Um, a lot of the mm-hmm. drum takes are first takes, the Anthony has said. Um, touching on what you said, I really like the robotic drums, um, and that is how he drums. Like, I've seen him live in various bands. Uh, he's a fucking drum machine. It's insane. Um, but I know what you're saying. Crazy. It's almost too perfect it's almost quantized it sounds quantized um and it's a bit weird and yeah like it these songs obviously we first heard um from the secret mars volta tour you know the var the tour that oh, wasn't yeah. a volta where they kind of road tested it but i think it was actually recorded first a lot of the recordings are old music that you know it almost feels tossed off like the band had already almost kind of the tensions were all there it's kind of a victim of its time a bit like blink self-titled but more so um you know yeah. where you can almost you can hear in a slapdash approach to it the disquiet in the band um yeah but i also and i'll go into this more in the main cast like it does actually hark back to like you know the sounds of ambulance that trip hop electronic drums thing which i kind of like and i kind of liked how they also tried to write an album of songs uh, which some, they haven't really ever done since the last, you know. Um, here's just yeah, a, that's true. Um, so I think it's wonderful. I remember thinking at the time how accessible it was in comparison to a lot of the, their discography. So I think that alone makes it worth existing. Um, you've already said Mollet Walker, which which was my BB. So I'm going to go and be like the simple, like basic bitch. I'm going with the Malkin Jewel as my ah, BB. Of course you would. Of um, course. Partly, I still remember uh, because I. I can remember Nocturnicate coming out and I remember being at work and we had a little digital radio in the kitchen and Zane Lowe had the world premiere of the new Mars Volta single and they got, I think he got Cedric and Omar Arnold had a recorded interview and Mm -hmm. I can remember us all like pausing checks to listen to this Mars Volta song and it was also the height of my Nick Cave addiction 
Um, and I remember just thinking, like, it sounded more like Nick Cave than Nick Cave does now. You know, Cedric's vocal. Yeah, I could see that. I much could see that. lower, the, the pacing, um, and that kind of, like, stabby, detuned guitar at the start. That, like, it's not even a riff. It's just him hitting a guitar, it sounds like. And then it, you know, it rolls into musicality, which is a very Nick Cave thing as well. Uh, and just, yeah, mm-hmm. the imagery in it. And, yes, it was the single, um, so I'm being basic, but it's, it's, it's stellar. I like Nocturne K. I think... It's so low because the production destroys what would yeah. actually be a great collection of songs. Yeah. It really does. And and another thing that surprised me so much with that record is how electronic it was too. It really throws you off. Yeah, I mean you're it just was not used to it. it. Was Unless you listen to a lot of Omar's solo stuff. Exactly. It was the start like of the, Omar going, I'm not gonna play guitar anymore. You know, look at the yeah. outrage of the Cloud Hill tapes. Um, it's such are, a, it's like such a bratty thing to do too. It's like I don't know. I mean I, I mean, get I know it. it's his band and all, but it's just it's like, dude, come on. It's, it's almost like he, he kind of did it just to spite everybody. Yeah. And no other reason. Than I that. mean, it was the time, you know, his mother was ill or had just passed. You know, I, I think Omar was in yeah. a really shit place for, between sort of 2011 and, and 2013. And I think True. this record is, it's like, I also don't think he's a great producer. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I don't think so either. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that's where he... He lacks the most as in is as a producer. But. Yeah, his ears are just—he's got a guitar player's ears. He's not balanced. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, not turning it. Okay, awesome, awesome. So that was uh, number five. So what do you got for number five, Jeff? <sighs> my number five, so stupid. But really, my number four. But we'll list it as five. Okay. Is Nocturnicate. All right. Nocturnicate, maybe as some would say, this. So, like, I was reading a little bit about this. Were you? I'm glad you were reading. I was reading. I don't read often because it's boring, but I was reading a little bit. Pod reading is uh, hard. (laughs) Readings readings for chumps. Readings for people without ears. So, (laughs) I was reading about this, and there was, like, a big break in recording, and this took, like, a long time to record because Cedric and Omar weren't on the same page. And so, things would roll they get an idea going and then Omar would come back like a year later and then lay down some part. And that kind of like, um, that, that loss of momentum, it, it bleeds through in the album and I can hear it. I can tell. And as I was listening to it, the first song, um, I thought was good. And I was like, there's something weird about this. I think this album is very dark. Yeah. It's dark. Like the soundscapes, they add to like the dark and gloomy vibe. And it takes its time with a lot of songs, and, and I think it's 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 cool, but it takes its time in a way that didn't really sound like the Mars Volta. It didn't sound like the Mars Volta deliberately taking their time. It's like they did it just because they had to. And then reading about that they did take their time with the songs in a bad way because it was just disjointed and weird. And I think this album is fucking great. I think it's so damn good. And this one really surprised me because I thought this was amazing, but it was just... It was just seemed thrown together and kind of a little, little bit shoddy. Yeah. So that's 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 why it's so low. If this album maybe didn't take so long to record, and it was a little bit more, a little bit more polished around the edges, this could have been like number two. This could have been number two or three. Easy. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is that you know they they fired Thomas Pridgen uh, in two thousand nine, then they got Dave Elitch, uh to play drums for them, and he never recorded anything with them in the Mars Volta. Um, but so I think it was like this, this constant, you know, cycle through of drummers as well as other band members, um, like kicking Ike out of the band. And then obviously they kicked out Adrian and Paul early, like the year prior. So it's like, 
I think the band was just like over it, and then I think a lot of infighting with that. I don't know. It was it's just, it was a mess of a time for the band, and then at the driving reunion, like shortly after this, I don't know. It was crazy, crazy times. It's just you know, it's a good it's a good groove album. There's a lot of electric electronic elements, and some of the bass lines here remind reminded me of of, of Circa, like Circa Survive. Interesting. Okay. I like that dark. I don't know that that kind of dark like emo prog bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. But, but the Malcolm Joe's a fucking banger. You, I love that song. That's my. Ba- it's okay. That's to be my two B. That's my two B from this album. Yeah, that's my two B from this album too. That's a fucking what's banger. What's your B B? Dude, that, so like, just based off of one part, the ending riffage on Z and two knots. Oh, okay. it's uh, unbelievable! Yeah. It's unbelievable, unbeatable. Cedric's wailing, and then Omar's going after it, and it's just it's. It's nasty. It's nasty stuff, and it's just a fucking really <laughs> rad way to end everything, and it's so cool. It is great. It's fantastic. That one left me, like, in awe. I don't in think awe. they ever okay. played it Mouth live. open. I don't think they ever What did you say, Skip? I don't think they ever played Zed and Two Noughts live. They never played that one? I don't think so. It wasn't on the set list when on a final tour, so maybe oh, maybe, okay. maybe not. Yeah, because they, say, they stay stuck to the same set list for the final tour, which tells you everything you need to know about the state of the band at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they were a fucking mess toward the end there. It was, it was bad. It was yeah, bad stuff. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> but my, uh, so my my number five is uh, Bedlam and Goliath. It's uh, I I love this record. I I remember when it leaked like three or four months before it came out, and the band was pissed about it, but the fans were loving it. The the comatorium, the the old message board that nobody really uses anymore, were just. That that was a great time to be on that fucking message board. It was it was a fucking blast, and um, but this this album is just it's so unique within the history of the band. It, after kicking out John Theodore and then bringing in Fleming again, and that was a shit show, and then getting Thomas Pridgen, who was like this crazy drummer, you know, prodigy, and it's it's a truly wild album, and it's 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 there's nothing like it, nothing like Bedlam and Goliath. And because the, the, the highs and the lows, you have the, the craziness of Wax, the craziness of Goliath, of Elena, and then you get the quietness of um, Tourniquet Man and, and shit like that. It's, it's, it's a fantastic album. I love it to death. And if you want to hear more about it, go listen to the episode because we did do this on the pod before. But um, my biggest banger off this one is uh, Elena, or however you pronounce that, that stupid word um, or name. <laughs> is it a name? I guess it's a name, right? I think it's a name. I don't remember. I've never seen it spelled like that, but it could be a That's name. That's how it's spelled, though. I've never album. seen. I've never seen a person spelled like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. So yeah, this is, that's my favorite song. That's the my BB because it's so groovy, it's so funky, and oh my god, it just it it's the best. It's one of it's top five, top five Mars Volta right there. Oh, for sure, for yeah, sure. It's, it's an absolute banger. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So that's my number five. Um, so then, Jeff, what do you got for your number? No- or no, Skip, I'm sorry. There we go. What do you got for your number four, Skip? All right, so this is where, disclaimer, this is where we're going to get the first rage quits, I think, listening. To- <laughs> and to Jeff people, will be the first one to rage quit. What, what I want to say is, like, get out of your mum's basement, get some sunlight. It's okay for people to have a different opinion on a band you like. It's uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. going to do. Here it is, Francis the fucking newt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, genuinely, um, I don't think it's as good as everyone says it is. I think it's a bit of a sacred. Whoa. I think it's a bit of a sacred cow. Uh, mm-hmm. I do not think it's bad. 
at all. It is obviously over a 2.5. Like, there is no... Yeah, I'm not here to shit on Francis. Uh, I'm here to be honest about it. <laughs> but, um, you, but you just did. You well, gave it a 2.5. Shit on Francis. No, I said more than a 2.5. You, you did. More than a 2.5. It's at least a 2.7. However... You're shitting on it. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> get out your mum's basement, get some vitamin D, talk to a girl. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Francis the Mute. Um, um, BB, if we're not counting, obviously, Cassandra Gemini as, you know, we're breaking it into the actual breakdown tracks because otherwise that's obviously, you know, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, Leviquez, um, or, you know, however it's correctly pronounced, uh, because yeah, it's, that is magnificent. It's magnificent. Um, it's 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 everything. People who haven't heard the Mars Volta think the Mars Volta is, and I mean that in the most like, you know, brilliant way. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's, it's Spanish guitars are everywhere. It's so much funk in it. You know the samba breakdown. It stops and goes off in a completely different direction uh, on a dime. Uh, yeah, it's it's a progressive as a, just a piece of music. It's it's phenomenal, um, and yeah, that's that's easily sort of top five Mars Volta, I think. Um, top yeah. five Mars Volta, wow. Yeah, but yeah, Francis the Mute, there it is. Jeff, um, he's fuming right now. He well, is. I'm trying to. So you have he's got he's got <laughs> Bedlam left, he's got Delouse left, and he's got Amputex or blah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of wrong opinions out there. It's not a big deal. I've come to learn. I've I've learned to accept them. You've learned. You've learned to accept that your opinions are mostly all wrong. (laughs) I'm the only person. Like my opinions should be taken as gospel, as as gospel according to To Jeff. Jeff. Is what they're called. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, that's that's a book that should be burned. But um, (laughs) anyway, so what do you got, Jeff, for your number four? Uh, Number four for me is Tremulant. But it's not really a, a thing. I just I'm listening it at four, but I didn't rank it there because God. it's not a, it's not an album. It's an EP. I just threw it in there because for whatever reason you made me do it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's really, 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 really good. And Tyler hates the song Concertina, but I, don't I fucking love that oh song. God. I think it's a fucking banger of a song, and I think it's it is like the perfect transition from At the Drive into the Mars Volta. It's just like mm. if these guys. Like, if you imagine this group just playing their first At The Drive-In song and then playing all the way through the last of, like, Nocturnicit, you would never know when that transition happened because Concertina is that good. That's how great it is. You would, at, at one point, you would hear, like, Enfilade, and then the next thing you know, you're hearing, like, Goliath, and you're like, when the fuck did this happen? Concertina. That's what happened. And this is, this is you taking out de facto out of the equation. No, yeah, just two things. That, that's, that's all that I can coerce into my argument so. okay okay got it that's why got that's it, why i only added those two nobody yeah, talks dude, it's, about it's, the factor. it's unbelievable <laughs> and the guy that produced it produced fucking in casino out and and helped produce via so you know it's it's got a very good metronome arthritis vibage and as as you should know that is my favorite at the drive-in songs because it's, it's one of the best um, at the drive-in mm, crazy songs. boy talk you crazy know boy tremulence talk. Uh, it's good man it's really good it's it's just not an album so what do you want me to do uh, I want you to rank it properly, but uh, so thank you for for at least trying. I inputted it, but I did not rank it. All right, so my number four is uh, it's also tremulant. This one, uh, it's just it, what a what a great way to open up your band. Like like what a great way to to just introduce your band to the world. It has, like you said, the the concertina thing is a great transition, and but then you also have the the cra- the weird prog craziness of cut that city and. And eunuch and oh my god, dude! It's it's 
a three track EP. It's it's a perfect three track EP. Cannot go wrong. Uh, my my favorite off this one is uh, is the last song, Eunuch, and it's just like what you were saying, Skip. Like with that that guitar tone, and it almost like it, it builds up into the uh, into like this almost like Western movie Western style of like trudging along on the drums. It's it's such a great a great build up. So um, so yeah, that's my number four is Tremulant, and Eunuch is my favorite song off of that. So. All right. There you go. So, Skip, what do you got for number three? Number three uh, is The Bedlam in Goliath, because it's great. Um, I want to start off by saying, <laughs> I, I, I actually think that up to, and, uh, you know, I'm going to do it to, to piss off the fans, up to and including Tourniquet Man uh, is perfect, you know, as an opening. Really? Even Tourniquet Man? Even Tourniquet Man. It has its place on the record. It fits and it works. You know, it comes after a lot of batshit. And it kind of, yeah. you know, and, you know, what I like about Bedlam um, and, and also Amputecture is, uh, you know, obviously Jeremy passed very sad. As, as Jeff said, there's a lot of Cedric. There's a lot of vocal manipulation going on there. Um, you know, yeah. certainly all over Bedlam, which calls back to, you know, that true early Mars Volta sound. So I, I think it's great, which is why yeah, I think Tourniquet Man works. Yeah, there's a shit ton of vocal processing going on. It's a bit silly. Um, anyone who thinks the Mars Volta aren't a bit silly has missed the point of the Mars Volta. It's a bit like when you think Tool are a really serious band. You know, they're not. So, yeah. Wait, who? Wait, what Tool? Tool. Oh, Tool. Tool are not a serious okay. band. You know, they, they, they are laughing at you. They're laughing at the fans, well, getting, getting crazy about it. I don't think Maynard's it. ever laughed in his life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Zero That's, sense of humor. Just, just Adam. Game. Adam's having a great time. You know, he's just playing Silver Burst Les Pauls and, and just being like, people, people think we're... Anyway, uh, tangent. So, yeah, Bedlam and Goliath. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, it's great. Um, it was the first new... Mars Volta album for me like you know that's when I at that point I was into them and then it came out so obviously there's some hype attached um Metatron EB Metatron, uh, okay. well you picked a unit it was between those two um because yeah I mean I love Goliath and I say I've got loads of memories attached to that track um you know seeing them play it and you know I can go back and literally watch that version whenever I want Metatron's just mm-hmm. great it's it's you know it's batshit um Prigion is is you know for all his possible bad tendencies as a human being he brought so much life to that band at that point like there's so much energy in those drums um uh, it just powers forward as an album and as a song in particular cedric's wailing all over it you know it's it's got a really great the bass sound on that album is really fat as well um, and obviously that's my bag being a bass player so <laughs> yeah uh, Metatron, like it, bedlam is as close as they got to kind of prog metal um, you know, it is chuggy that's yeah, and, that's very and chunky. Yeah, I guess that's what, maybe that's why I mentioned Tool subconsciously. You know, it's as close as they got to kind of sounding of that ilk. Um, and I've got a soft spot for shit late 90s, like prog metal. So maybe that's why I really like it. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, grunge your different time signatures, get over it. But, um, yeah, Bedlam <laughs> and Goliath. Uh, I'm all out for fans today. I'm sorry. It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, okay, so that was your number three. So what do you got for your number three, Jeff? Now my official number three, now I've gotten tremulant out of the way. My official number three is the album of the week, Deloused. That low, huh? That low, baby boy. Wow, you were stupid, huh? Deloused. Stupid, eh? Okay, so let's let's move on because we'll get into Deloused later. 
on the main episode. Uh, so my number three is actually Francis the Mute. This one is uh, it's an amazing record. It truly is amazing. Um, I got Who are you guys no- trying to impress? I got, like, I got nothing. What, what do you mean? You, what do you, the, you, you, both of you are throwing these curveballs out here to like. They're not. Again, are you impressing people? I don't know. They're not curveballs. It's a sub subreddit that you that you guys are on where it's only like true true heads of Volta. Well, I mean, we are Skip and I are true true heads. That, that I, is I true. am actually I the head um, of the subreddit English Volta fans in the Comitorium. Uh, <laughs> are you really? really? No. <laughs> yeah, president only member. Um, yeah, yeah. You had yeah. us going there. I oh, know. I could have. I could have bullshitted and made a million. Yeah. Um, continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Francis is. Um, it, it's truly. Rem- it's a truly remarkable album. It's one of the perfect prog records. And uh, I mean, bringing in the the woodwinds on, on this one for the first time really is is fantastic the only kind of low point is the chorus in the widow just because it just it throwing in a like a poppier rock song like that is a little weird in the context of that entire record but everything else makes up for it cassandra cygnus lavia all miranda everything is just oh my god that's so fucking good um my favorite song is uh is cygnus the is that how you pronounce it is it cygnus or cygnus cygnus yeah cygnus bigsman cygnus, cygnus yeah, right? yeah 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 so that's that's my that's my favorite my favorite one and I I remember I got my my friend's brother or stepbrother burned me a Francis the Mute before it came it it, it leaked like months before too and it it came as a five song record with Cassandra being the thirty five minute song and I remember just hearing Cygnus for the first time and I I just oh, I I couldn't believe that that existed because I used to, I was obsessed with the last one it came out. And then hearing hearing Cygnus for that first time, I remember exactly where I was at, and it was just totally blew me away. So that's my favorite song off this record. It's that's my second favorite uh, Mars Volta song right there. Is Cygnus. Oh, that's so, cool. Oh, it's so fucking good. So, yeah, that's my number three. So, what do you got for your number two, Skip? My number two. Uh, my number two is Amputecture. Um, fucking guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a cuck. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, amputecture. Um, it's. I like it because I was like, I think one of my problems with Francis to mute. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I'm going for it. Um, fuck it. Do it. Um, it's, it's it's strength and a, and, a, and like a, a weakness as well. Like it's so clean. The production is pristine in a really good way. But I kind of like amputecture's dirty in the same way that the louse is dirty. And that's that's mm-hmm. my that's my bag, man. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, I also think, like as my mate put it, he was like, "Amputecture was straight up them trying to make a Kim Crimson record, not trying to be anything but like pure prog." Um, yeah, and it you know, for, and also it's such a beautiful collective of a recording. You know, there's so many people on it. You know, Frischkanti yeah, is all true. over it. You know. Two guitar channels, Adrian's all over it. I, there's some great organ work. Juan has obviously a whale of a time all over this record. The bass, even more than Bedlam, like because the amount of pedals mm-hmm. and tones he's getting, it just sticks out in the mix. And this this one's mixed really well because there's a lot going on, and you've got some lovely natural clipping and distortion, which gives it that dirt. But you can still. The drums are, you know, they're clipped deliberately, and that's love or hate, I think. And I get why some people are like, you know. 
and Justice for Theodore. Um, (laughs) But I actually think it works in the context. Excuse me. Um, I so I don't know about that. I, I don't agree with you on that part. That's but. cool, man. We're al- we're allowed we're allowed we're allowed to hate each other's opinions. <laughs> I think that's natural. <laughs> like, fuck echo chambers, man. Um, so yeah, uh, architecture is not what we're doing on the pod. So I'll shut up and name my biggest banger, uh, which is it's obviously Day of Baphomets because I'm a bass player. Yeah, you know, and it's just. It's so silly, and I just really wish that there was a better mixed version of that Abbey Road performance because that mix is horrible and you can't really hear anything, and they're they're clearly shredding Abbey Road. I I didn't know. Wait, they didn't play that on Abbey Road, did they? No, it's Henry Rollins, isn't it? It was Henry Rollins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because Abbey Road. Yeah, yeah. Because Abbey Road, they only played uh, Goliath and Cotopaxi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting all my bootlegs mixed up. I do apologise. It is, it is like one in the morning <laughs> here. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, oh yeah, they, they did Baphomets, and then they did uh, Tetra on on Rollins. Yeah, and, and they, the mix they just is sound awful. Like shit, yeah. it's mixed so bad. Like the guy, I don't know. Maybe like the engineer was on a coffee break, and then the, like the work experience kid just twiddled some dials. Fuck knows, but it's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but Day of Baphomets in all its glory. Um, you know that bass solo you know yeah I mean it's so sad the whole whatever's going on between those guys because as musicians all together they make amazing music you know and Juan is a big part seriously of that. that was like truly the end of an amazing era of this band it's it's crazy yeah crazy shit all right uh Jeff what do you got for number two then oh. mm. um, number two Bedlam and Goliath this one we did this on the pod, and I don't I don't like it as much as I did this week. That was my first I, um, pod. It was. It Wait, what did you say, Skin? Uh, your bedlam. That's how I found you guys. Bedlam and Goliath oh, podcast. Oh, that's right. Via, was it? Yeah, yeah, via some Instagram thing. Um, yep. And then I started listening, and I haven't stopped. And occasionally I turn <laughs> up and chat well, bollocks. We, we we do it for you. Oh, we, we do just this all me. I am your number one <laughs> English fan, probably. You are number one and our only, our, our only. one and only. <laughs> <laughs> Bedlam and Goliath, that's my number two. Dude, right off the bat, you're getting some some really rad sounds. Aberincula, is yes. that how you say it? Aberincula? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's blending some cool Middle Eastern stuff with some very subtle jazz grooves. And Adrian's blowing out the sax, and then you, it's giving this weird, uneasy vibe to it. And even Cedric's vocals, they blend well with the music. And... and he sort of like slurs his lyrics rather than goes for like precision. And some of the word stuff that he says, it just sounds like sloppy, but I think that's, I like that. I I like that he's being an instrument rather than like a lyricist. He's using his voice as an instrument rather than being strictly delivering words, word vomiting as Mm. he did on, on other records. But you know, the only, the only thing I, I, I don't, I don't like love about this is soothsayer. I think okay. that's. I think it's just too long. <laughs> I, think, I can I think understand that's, that. I think that song's just too fucking long. How long is that? It, what seven minutes? It's or like something? fucking ten minutes. Is it that long? It just oh. doesn't need to be. Much like much like you like cutting out a lot of the the excess after the song's over. Like you don't you don't need a lot of that fluff in there. Which yeah, I get it. I like get the it. end of uh, Eunuch, it, that lasts like two minutes of just yeah. the, the drum loop. You don't need that. It's whatever. But yeah, dude, but fucking Bedlam McGlide is a fucking banger. And then my my BB is fucking Goliath. Oh, I mean, yeah, that dude. Song this is... is this is a perfect song. This is like really everything the Mars Volta word is and ever will be. It is a perfect representation of this band. If, if anybody is going to get into this band, you play them Goliath, and like that is 
that is the perfect gateway into this band. It is unbelievable. It has everything. And then some of like some of the progression leads to places that that still caught me off guard this week. And, and I, I felt like it was like the first time I ever heard it. And and the nuance in Thomas Pridgen is what makes this song. There's these he he does these things and, and I'm gonna do my best to like describe it. Maybe you know the part, but <laughs> he does these like these industrial sounding crash hits. Industrial? And like like he's hitting the China symbol? It's it's super like in it's like something like some new metal band would do. And it's he does it for you like four times. And then and then he does these really, really soft drum rolls. And it's almost just like one note. And you almost think that he's not even playing the drums, but you know it is because you can hear the chain on the snare rattling. Mm-hmm. But it's just so soft and it's so like dainty. And it's like the song is just not that at all. But the way he plays and underlies this like dainty pretty beautiful thing underneath everyone else's craziness it's just unbelievable and that's a weird thing to to say about thomas Pridgen because he's like he's not that at all like it was so weird <laughs> in the same song that's what i'm saying the same song he hits these these crash and it's so loud but then also he does these like drum roll things and it's super soft and i just like to go from loud to soft in the same in the same minute it's yeah. just it's unbelievable stuff and it's like i said that's the his nuance really made this song for me okay fair enough but you do you like the original version, the Rapid Fire Toll Booth, the the Omar one? You've heard it. We we talked about it on the pod. <laughs> Probably. It's I don't just like know. it's like remember. way slower. Yeah, it's, it's way slower. groovier. Yeah. And then it doesn't have that. It doesn't have the ending part. You know the the breakdown that dun 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 dun. dun it that that bass part. Yeah, that, so that changes up the entire yeah, song. You, I mean, you get like I love that part. Yeah, well, that part's not in the original. I don't. I don't remember the original, but, so I can't <laughs> say. Oh, but uh, I mean, guy, this fucking guy. You get bad. four days <laughs> less than we normally have. Okay, <laughs> usually I do research Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we couldn't. <laughs> okay, my dumbass has been out here watching Star Wars with you. Yes. Oh shit. Um, okay, so that was your number two. My number two is uh, Deloused. So I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, we'll get into that in, in a few minutes. Um, so, Skip, what do you got for your number one? What is the best Mars Volta record? Well, the, my favorite Mars Volta record uh, is obviously, uh, as it's the only one left on the list, uh, Delaus and the Comatorium. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Then we'll get, we'll get into that uh, in a few minutes. Then, uh, Jeff, what do you got for your number one? What, what, what wrong pick do you have for your number one? It's Francis. I yeah, because you're a cuck. Yeah, I, I guess. Francis. Liking a perfect record <laughs> makes me a cuck, sure. I like Francis, Francis the Mute. This is coming. This is coming from the same guy who doesn't like fucking like Zeppelin's Four because it was too popular. I like Zeppelin's Four. What are you Zeppelin talking about? What have I ever said that? Popular. I've never said that. I've never once said that in my whole life. Never once said that in my whole life. Too many people like it. Never once said that in my whole life. This is why I do this shit. This is why I do this shit. Worth it. So 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 Francis is my number one. This is. You know what, dude? I just your your size. <laughs> your <laughs> it's okay. You're allowed to be incorrect. It's fine. Yes. Exactly. Listen, listen, guys. I'll, I guess I'll have to accept. I'm forced to accept. Listen, it, I guess. listen, boys. So boys. I did listen to this like um, earlier this week, and I have a decent sound system set up downstairs in my house with some pretty loud speakers. Yeah, it's fucking loud, and they go like really, really loud. I don't normally put them like full blast because there's somebody always home, and it's just not. I don't know. Not everybody wants to hear my music loud as fuck all the time, but sometimes I do. And this was one of those rare things where I listened to their to the Mars Volta's first five albums, damn near full blast, and it was nice. Just, 
it was one hell of a day. Like it was fucking unbelievable, and I cleaned all day and. From start to finish, I didn't even know where the time went because I never got bored one time, and it was just unbelievable. But during Francis, during Francis, I kind of like stopped, and I was just kind of just like hanging out by the pool table and just really listening and really, really getting in there, really, really grooving along. Okay. But I will say, just right off the bat, the widow is dude. That doesn't even need to be there. It if doesn't. You, need if to you be took on the widow now. out entirely, I would have been. Like this would have been even like a higher than a number one spot. I don't know. Yeah, they just yeah. needed so, televators too. That's why the widow exists. It's televators too. Someone at the label was yeah. like, "You've got to have a three minute ballad." Go. And that's so annoying. Like if they cut out some of the fat on Francis, got rid of the widow, and then threw in the title track, Francis the mute. I mean, if that could that possibly just, <laughs> is that not on the album? I don't understand. Like, because why? originally it was because of time constraints, they couldn't do it. And 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 then in the end, Omar eventually said that it just it doesn't fit in the context of the rest of the album. It, whether or not it, if you put it in the front or the back of the record, it doesn't it wouldn't flow as well according to him, which is like poor shit. But yeah, it would. I don't know time yeah. constraint. When the fuck do you guys worry about time constraints? I know seriously, Francis the Mute <laughs> is fucking like seventy eight <laughs> minutes or some shit like that. Time constraints, my ass, dude. It's just it's such a gradual build, and it layers so much as it goes on. And it's just the, the payoff is so worth the wait. I'm worth the wait. Those pins in high school, Francis the mute is what? worth the wait. Remember the you know the abstinence and virginities. Oh yeah, I'm worth the wait. That's right. Well, we don't I'm have that shit over wait. here. Yes. We, wait, what'd you say, Skip? We don't have that shit. We we just have like you know good old fashioned Catholic schools to put the fear of God in you. We don't need pins. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody has unprotected sex because then Catholic people don't believe in condoms. Yeah, man, Catholic schoolgirls rule. That is true. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, it's okay. It's post watershed where I am, so <laughs> I can make jokes like that. It's fine. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> so yeah, Francis uh, number one. My favorite song is La Via La Viaques. La Viaques. Is that how you pronounce it, Jeff? That's how I would pronounce. You La speak Vi- better Spanish than than I do. La Via La Viaques. The Viaques? The Viaques. The Viaques. We're just being racist. <laughs> this is just racist. The, uh, the beginning part of this, while the music is just sort of like, it, it pops and bounces in a way, and Omar's just strumming some cleaner chords, I think it's fantastic. It's this weird organized chaos that, that helps like push this album into like an upper tier of, not only just after The Widow, to help, me, help bring myself back up from that commercialization monstrosity that was thrown in there but also just just like as a prog album in general prog in mindset but not wanting to do like the the genre prog this is this is this is what it is man this is the bee's knees yeah this is this is some of the best like prog stuff like that's ever been written this is unbelievable this is dude this is up there man like the people talk about like top prog albums of all time and like the quarter crimson yes it's close to the edge like that's fine because that was that was that was when Prague was really taken off. But like Francis the Mute's there, oh totally top three. And it what is there. twenty twenty five years after those record, those records came out, it's, it's that a band un- can do this? Fucking unbelievable! And dude, holy shit, the transition on this song, like the tra- the way this song via via K is transitions, it's this weird like like three note scale down, mm-hmm. and then it grooves into that fourth note, and it, everything just sort of slows down. And it's just so stupid simple and it's so like cheesy. It's so garage band. It's so something you would do when you're like 15. <laughs> it's so done and used and tired, but it's perfect. It is. Yeah. Simplicity. 
Simplicity. Yeah, it, it's punk kids playing prog, as I said. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That that is a great way of putting it. Absolutely. They're not like nobody is pro like out of the two Cedric and Omar, neither of them are properly trained in any sort of theory. And then they hire all these like amazing musicians to come <laughs> in and just like rip it up for them. So it, I don't know. This band is insane. Yeah, it it's shouldn't really work. Insane. It shouldn't work, but it, it does. And it's it's Yeah. Yeah. They're so unique, I think, because of that. Absolutely. So um so my number one is Amputexture. Amputexture is their best record. It's one of the it's actually it's it's actually one of the top five records ever made. Um, it's, are, you, are you fucking high? It is. What are you talking Amputecture about? Amputecture is truly a remarkable album. I, it, it blows me away every time I listen to it. It has so many like amazing quiet moments and some of the most frantic, chaotic moments in their entire career. I, every member shines. And it's just it's so unfortunate that Omar hated John so much that he fucked with the drums so bad and turned them down so low in the mix and... Oh, it's just it's so sad because that it's truly some of John Theodore's greatest drum performances on this record, but it's just so buried in all the guitars and all the layering and soundscapes. It's it's a shame, but man, this this record is amazing. And like you touched upon, Skip, just the 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 two guitars on or the 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 two guitars, John Frusciante playing almost everything on the record. Omar was just telling him what to do. It's oh my god, dude, this record is truly remarkable. And um, the the best song, the the best song they ever wrote was "Day of the Baphomets." Through and through, you cannot cannot fuck with that song. That bass solo at the beginning, and from what I was reading too, that that was all done in one take. It was all improvised, all done in one take by Juan, and that's fucking rad. That is mm. so fucking rad. I love the fact that and the then, one thing we all agree on is "Day of Baphomets." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's We're seriously. Like, yep. a, a, <laughs> Well, that's too good. It's a remarkable song. And then even uh, toward the, with like the last, I think maybe the, I don't know, maybe the seven minute mark or something like that, the, the trash can drums come in out of nowhere and it's so un- unexpected, but it, it's really fucking great. And then the dueling uh, guitar and saxophone, mm. it's just, oh my God, it's so good. And then they both ring out on that same note, the sax and the guitar. It blows my mind. It, it's so fucking amazing. So that's it. Dave, Dave the Baphomets on Ambitexture. Their greatest record, and you guys can't argue with me because I'm I'm right. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's that's all we got for the rankings. Um, and just stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Mars Voltas deloused in the Comatorium. So listen to that, and um, that's it. That's all. <laughs>